Hello, and welcome to Native Awakenings. Here at Native Awakenings, we've provided a safe space to discuss heritage, techniques, meditations, and conversations, all to increase our sense of awareness, to expand our consciousness. May presence always be our purpose. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is going to be a fun episode in discovering how to use energy. We've talked a lot in our previous podcast about what to do, certain techniques, but how are we going to apply all of those techniques? And this is a fun episode because it doesn't require us to travel to Nigeria or China or India like our previous podcast did and use techniques from another culture or heritage. It actually allows us to integrate energy in one of the most familiar ways, which is using our body, our mind, and our feelings. So I'm really excited to get into this episode because upon listening to it, I believe you'll be able to go back to the previous podcasts and gain even more benefit from them. So let's dive in. Many lineages and cultures believe that there's many forms of energy. If we just take yoga, the yogic perspective for an example, we believe that there are 72,000 nadis, that there's chakras, that there's vayus, so many houses and ways to approach energy. Today we're just going to focus in on three very basic ones, and that is mental energy, emotional energy, and physical energy. I believe that upon understanding and integrating these three into a harmony, we can begin the energetic play and practice into a more fulfilled state. So what are some examples of physical, emotional, and mental energy? In our previous podcast, in our Channeling Chi podcast that was released last week, we talked about the practice of Zen and Zazen, of meditating upon the non-conceptual, of believing in the yin and the yang and the yang in the yin, finding emptiness in form and finding the form of emptiness. Those sorts of contemplations are contemplations of the mind. And that is an example of mental energy. It is thoughts. And these thoughts have great significance. That's where intention comes from. Anytime someone says, set an intention, they're saying, activate your mental energy. So that's an example. In two podcasts before the Channeling Chi podcast, we spoke on the Yoruban energy of wearing mask. And as you wear the mask, you begin to integrate and affirm the sensation of the deities of which mask are you going to wear? Are you going to wear Oludumar or, or Shira? Who are you going to wear? And as you wear that mask, you begin to feel differently. An example of an emotional energetic practice. Anytime that you use a pendulum per se, anytime you feel a certain way that ties into the spell or the ritual, then you're using emotional energy. And lastly, physical energy. In our first episode, in the pranavayus and the yogic understanding of energy, we talked about the vayus and how breathing in specific areas of the body and certain ways helps move energy. Breathing within samana vayu helps the digestion, helps the processing. 
So those are examples of energy practices that we've already talked about. And if you go back and listen to those episodes, you'll be able to find even more similarities in identifying what type of energetic practice we're doing, if it's a mental one, an emotional, or a physical one. So that's a little fun Easter egg for you in our previous episodes. So why is it important? Why can I just cast a salt circle, grab some crystals, and manifest the desires of my heart? Why do I need to focus in on these three areas, specifically mental, emotional, and physical? And if I do focus in on those areas, what do I expect to gain from them? Great question, Greg. I love speaking to myself. So why do we want to focus in on these three? These three mean harmony. If our mental energy and emotional energy is pursuing something, but our physical body doesn't feel right in doing the ritual or the practice or the spell, then of course manifestation is much less likely to occur and the change in energy is likely to stay stagnant if all of us hasn't come online. I have found that one of the best ways to begin this energy practice and to play with energy is to find things that incorporate the three. If you find that your energy practice is mostly meditation, there's absolutely no knock there. That was my energetic practice for years and years and years. It was pretty much solely mental and a little bit emotional, not very physical at all, even though my body was seated. So if you find that that's how you do most of your manifestation practices, you visualize, you picture within your mind, you see it, what happens if you begin attaching an emotion to it, attaching a feeling of completeness and fulfillment without that item, not with that item, because emotional fulfillment from that item is still coming from the mind. It's still a future feeling that is almost superimposed on the body. However, fulfillment in the now and satisfaction in the now helps an emotion to arise also in the now. So that's the important part of bringing the emotional energy alongside of the mental energy, is that they both have to happen in the here and in the now. And there's always that workaround that is pretty common in the energy world of saying, oh, think of that thing and how beautiful it would make you feel. I don't think there's anything necessarily harmful about that sentence, but I like to approach it from a different perspective, and I really enjoy to find fulfillment in not getting what we want. And I believe that that feeling is actually what brings it into us as we're not reaching for things that we feel as though we are lacking, but rather we are refining the wholeness of our being already. And emotionally feeling full and complete and whole is better than postponing that feeling for an external item or source. Lastly, what I feel is neglected a ton in the energy world is physicality. That is, as we mentioned, the Dan Tian or certain breathing practices while you're doing the spell or the ritual, or really tuning into how your body feels. Are the shoulders tight? Are the teeth gritted? Does the head hurt because we're focusing so hard? 
For years of my life, I would get headaches after energy work because I was so in my head. I was drawing symbols. I was reciting names. It was very mental, and that mental load took a toll on my physical body. But when I begin to loosen up, when I begin to allow myself to be messy with my integrations of energy, I find that my body is much more capable of continuing that energetic practice. So how do we get to that space? How do we get to a space where our thoughts reflect how we emotionally feel and how we integrate our body as well? That is going to be a question that only you can answer, but it's an easy question to answer. What's something that you can physically do while you emotionally feel a certain way and are mentally thinking a certain thing? And if you can find harmony of those three, you're ready for energy work and play. You're ready to begin creating intentions and crafting spells as you now know the how. We talked all about the what in our previous episodes, what practice to use, what technique, where it comes from, the what and the where. But the how is by aligning what you think of the practice, how you emotionally feel of the practice, and how you can use your body to use the practice. If you find that most of your rituals are mainly crystals and spells, how can you get your body involved into that? Maybe that's crafting it. Maybe it's writing an intention rather than thinking an intention. Maybe it is walking to a certain mountain or a certain location in nature and getting your body involved rather than just the mind or just the emotions. If you find that you're very active, if you're sweating during your ceremonies and you seem to be in a state of ecstasy and have no thoughts, how can you set an intention before the ceremony or mid-ceremony or post-ceremony? How can you bring awareness to how you're feeling during the practice by continually checking in with How do I feel about this spell? How do I feel about this yoga pose? What's it making me feel within my body? And am I blocking or am I allowing this sensation to move through me? Am I excited about this practice or am I dreading it? These are wonderful questions that you'll be able to answer as you're on your energetic path. But I wanted to take a break from talking about all the techniques that are out there. Next week, we'll pick right back up and discuss new techniques, but I wanted to give you the how in which I approach energy. And largely it is from a mental, emotional, and physical space. If these three are in your awareness, your awareness is then able to access the quote-unquote spiritual or universal or liminal or conscious space. If you don't know who you are, when you interface with energy, you will not know what you are interacting with. So the more awareness you can bring to your body, to your mind, and to your emotions, the more you will be able to distinguish the types of energy that you begin to interface with. The fun part of this episode is that since 
we are proposing that there's three energetic, and of course there's more than just these three energetic centers, you can play with this today. You can see what it's like to think negatively all day and see how that impacts your energy. You can see what it's like to allow the emotions of joy, to really feel it, to really allow yourself to be happy. What does that feel like? To not discount it with the mind or move on with it from the body, but to stare at a flower and to allow that flower to move emotions through you. And you can also check in with your body, go on a walk, take a deep breath, relax on a bed, do something fun, move, squat, any sort of thing, and see how that impacts your energy for the rest of your day. In closing, here are some wonderful prompts for you to ask yourself to begin to notice the immediate energy shift. Energy work is often very, very subtle. And since it's subtle, it's something that we can begin to develop a relationship with. Energy connects us all together, and that connection's always being modulated and changed by our relationships with energy. So not only can energy work impact creation and destruction and manifestation, it can also profoundly improve relationships. The thought experiment and the physical and emotional experiments for today are these three prompts. The first one is mental. What is my mental state in approaching this energetic practice? What is my intention? The second is emotional. How do I feel about this practice and what are my representations to these feelings? Is it joy? Is it sadness? Is it determination? How do I feel about this? And lastly, what is my body signing up for? Is this an hour breathing exercise? Is this a soak in a salt bath? What role does my body play in this practice? I found that if anything is exclusive to just the mind, just the emotions, or just the body, it doesn't do well for me personally. So those are my prerequisites in approaching any practice is some sort of harmony of involving the totality of my being. This has been more of a lengthy podcast, but we had a lot to cover in how to approach all of these topics that we're going to talk on in the future and that we have talked on on the past. Keep an ear and an eye and a feeling out for if the future practices are mental or emotional or physical. And if you find that I'm just talking about a physical energetic practice, there's a wonderful opportunity for you to have ownership, to have sovereignty, and to create an emotional or mental practice to go along with that physical practice as you are empowered to do so. Thank you so much for listening. The spirit animating my body honors, values, respects, appreciates, and unconditionally loves the spirit animating your body. Aho matakwiasan. Om namah shivaya. Inyai. Namaste.